0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Uncle Tom Talks with the mountain of manhood, the legend, a great oak of wisdom, of knowledge, and soon to be joined by a special guest, but we're going to bring on Derek Wilburn. So everybody, give Derek a round of applause. Here's Uncle Tom Talks.
1: Did you say a oak or a gray oak?
0: Great, great. Yeah, that's what I thought. I said that's great. What I thought. Don't get it uh, twisted. I said great.
1: Uh, hey, listen, if that's your story, baby, stick with it until you're cornered like a rat and forced to change it, just like every politician in the country. I am Derek Wilber, and this is the Thursday night edition of Uncle Tom Talks. I am going to be joined by Pastor Nathan O'Neill, who's going to help me co-host this episode. Uh, we had a little bit of a tech glitch, and hopefully we get him back. I am in Colorado Springs,
0: Colorado. Oh, I've
1: Nathan got him right G. here. I just, I just
0: brought you on first. You want me to bring him on now? Oh,
1: no, no, no. Yeah, yeah kick him on now. Kick him on now. Give people exposure to his bald gray dome. There he is right there. So you are going to, have to get a double dose tonight on Uncle Tom Talks. My dear friend, a member of my board of directors, a staunch conservative, and an amazing man of God, Pastor Nathan O'Neill. He's coming at you from Aurora, Colorado. I'm in Colorado Springs, Colorado. This show, of course, is being produced back at the mothership by the two-time heavyweight champion of the world, a man who is known as the Dancing Destroyer, as the Count of Monte Fisto. His name is Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed. Still, he looks like $9 million. Dollars. He looks like $9 million all green and wrinkled. Pastor Nathan, how you doing, brother?
2: I'm good. I'm good. How are you, sir?
1: I am enjoying being a white supremacist. So here, let me S- set this show up for, for you people. Pastor Nathan O'Neill and I are white supremacists. So depending upon who you believe and who you get your news from, white supremacy is not only on the rise, it's everywhere. It, 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 they, under Trump, it was the white supremacists were emboldened. Now that Trump is gone, I don't know what they're blaming it on, but white supremacy has taken over the country. You cannot... There's a white supremacist hiding behind every blade of grass. And here's the thing. It's not a matter of your skin color. Pastor Nathan O'Neill and I are not white. It is a matter of your ideology. And if you think and believe a certain way, then as far as the left in America is concerned, you're a white supremacist. Winston Sears is a white supremacist. <laughs> oh, I forgot
2: about that.
1: <laughs> hey, give us Reverend Al one more time
2: white supremacy
1: (laughs) that that was taken off of off of the msnbc just two nights ago so here's the setup for this show and then nathan and i are going to kick around several ancillary topics that that focus on this point this is a cut get cut zero ready heavyweight champion of the world this is a cut taken from a report produced by al jazeera Uh, if, if you go to any search engine and at this point in life i hope you have ditched google and you use DuckDuckGo because Google is a part of the evil empire. But if you go to any search engine or if you go to YouTube and just type in white supremacy, you'll be shocked. Maybe you won't, but you get pages and pages and pages of reports, of videos, of news clips, just like this one. We're going to do the first seven seconds of this, audio, of this video clip produced by Al Jazeera just a couple of weeks ago. Hit
3: it. Hi, I'm Steve Clements, and I have a question. Why is white supremacy growing in the United States? Let's get to the bottom line. That's it. This year started with- Kill
1: it, kill it right there. Why is white supremacy on the rise in the United States? Before I get down deep into my talking points, let me ask you a question, Nathan O'Neill.
2: Yes, Wise
1: man of God, Father, Grandfather, why is white supremacy on the rise in the United States?
2: That, my friend, is a great question. I've not experienced or seen that. I've been called actually a black white supremacist, so I'm still trying to figure it all out.
1: Bingo. Heavyweight champion of the world. Let's get this party started. Bring up image zero, please. So this is taken from the washington post not long ago far-right extremism dominates the gop it didn't start and it won't end under trump so in other words i began by saying they claimed the white supremacy was on the rise under trump now that trump's gone who are they going to blame it on well they're just going to say it won't end just because trump's gone white supremacy and this this attitude of the gop it isn't just going to go away so I'm going to begin our analysis right now with one of my favorite organizations, and that is Black Ladder. So heavyweight champion, um, I'm going to start with images one, two, three, and 4. And I just realized earlier that I think I have image number 3 and 4 inverted. So you, you handle that because you're a highly paid professional. And those of you watching, uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to read to you. This is the newsletter sent out by the Black Lives Matter PAC. I am on the Black Lives Matter uh, newsletter mailing list and you should be too. You should get those newsletters and you should read them. You should watch CNN, you should watch MSNBC. Uh, Seek to be well-rounded in terms of where you get your information and don't just stay in the echo chamber of Breitbart 24/7. So if you don't get the Black Lives Matter newsletter, you should. This is the Black Lives Matter newsletter This is from, I believe this is November 17th. So I'm just going to read it, and the heavyweight champion of the world will manipulate the images so that you're kind of seeing what I'm reading as I'm reading it, because the whole thing is, it's this long. But our screenshots are only this big. So it's four screenshots of one newsletter. Okay, Apollo Creed, you can bring up image number one. And here we go. Kyle, that's me by the way. Let's cut to the chase. This month's elections included wins for white supremacy across the country. Uh, By the way, on this show, we're gonna make this a drinking game. Every time you read or hear white supremacy, I want you to take a shot of Mountain Dew. You won't be able to get to sleep until next Tuesday. Let's cut to the chase. This month's elections, referring to the elections in Virginia, of course, and around the country included wins for white supremacy across the country for years now the democrat party has made trump the number one target the priority was to quote beat trump but as you can see trump was the least of our problems uh you probably can go to the next image now heavyweight champion i'm not watching the images i'm just reading his presidency along with racist rhetoric has emboldened loud and proud white supremacists everywhere. It's evident in the new wave of white supremacist legislators, not only running for office around the country, but also winning. This is not the time to give up or give in. As a matter of fact, it's the opposite. Now is the time for us to ramp up our fundraising do some major planning ahead of the midterm elections and put our people power back to advance black political power we knew long before trump that racism is still alive and well in this country the reality is that it's never gone away It's only been pushed further into the underbelly of society. But here we are in 2021, and we're seeing some of the most racist policies enacted since Jim Crow. Okay, they never say what those policies are. They just say they're being enacted. All over the country, states are passing discrimination bills that directly target black voters. The only way to combat this is by working together to overcome state sanctioned discrimination of black voters and to expand our voter outreach in ways like never before. Really and truly we've heard enough about Trump. So they're moving on from Trump, right? Got to it new boogeyman time. It's time to go after the right wing extremists. He's emboldened to run for office on the local state and federal levels. These people have the power to impact the day-to-day lives of black folk nationwide and won't stop until they've succeeded. Okay, so I don't know how that went with the images. Hopefully you could see what I was reading, but even if you couldn't, let's dissect this, Pastor Nathan. So let, let's start with this statement right here. So I'm talking about the elections. Last This month's elections, now last month, November, included wins for white supremacy across the country. We're seeing some of the most racist policies enacted since Jim Crow. All over the country, states are passing voter discrimination bills that largely target black voters. Let's start right there. Nathan O'Neill, let me ask you this question. If I were to ask you, your lovely wife, Dana, any one of your adult children or any of the black members of your church congregation, can you provide me with a form of photo ID? Can any of them do it?
2: Absolutely all of them. Absolutely. No, they can't. No, they can't. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, but they can. (laughs) So... States
1: are passing voter ID laws because our border is under assault. Our nation is being flooded by people who are entering it illegally and our residents of other nations and our national laws, our voter laws state that you must be a citizen of the United States of America to participate in our elections. That's as it should be. You can't go to France and vote if you aren't French. So we have to have ways of knowing who is a citizen, who is not, that's called identification. By this logic, Nathan, libraries are racist. Hotels are racist. Any place where you need to prove that you are yourself is by their definition, racist,
2: right? I agree completely. And to include airports, to get on a plane, to get a driver's license, anything. You know, I was at the border last month and some of the things I saw there were Quite eye opening, I must tell you. We did a Uh, border tour, and uh, Border Patrol agents and border sector detention facilities are doing the best they can. But, Derek, it is incredible what I saw with my own eyes versus what we're being told by Democrat controlled media.
1: And what the democrat controlled media the the narrative they're pushing now is that white supremacy is on the rise okay and not only is it on the rise it's taking over in our legislative process so white supremacists are getting elected and passing white supremacist legislation they never identify what these legislation what these pieces of legislation are they just tell everybody it's happening and i'll tell you here's my theory of why they do it because they are maintaining cattle on a vote farm.
2: Exactly.
1: Got to make sure these black folk keep. Got to make sure these black folk keep voting. If the Democrats well, the don't, were ever to lose. Go go ahead.
2: Well, I was just going to say the part that I don't grasp is, it is plain as the nose on my white supremacist face that this is all a part of what they're doing to keep these people, as you said, keep the cattle on the train or whatever verbiage. And yet many black folks fail to recognize exactly what is taking place right before them.
1: And to take it a step further, you're absolutely right. It is perplexing. You have people, uh, I'll take the city of my birth, Chicago, inner city Chicago, black neighborhoods in Chicago, are claiming white supremacy, are claiming systemic racism, are claiming supremacy. all the things claimed. <laughs> Nobody, nobody has run those neighborhoods other than Democrats for 70 years. So we're doing right. nothing but complaining about how racist this, situ- this system is, but we will only vote for the people who run this system. And Black Lives Matter we're going to move on to um, their next newsletter. Now, this is a doozy. So the last newsletter was blasting the Republican victories in elections across this, the country. And those victories are victories for white supremacy. This white next supremacy. newsletter, now we're, now we're moving into Kyle Rittenhouse. So Rittenhouse, that water's under the bridge. I'm not going to break it down on this show. Uh, I, I think people have been beaten to death with it. But of course, black lives matter had a newsletter to send out following somehow, somehow Kyle Rittenhouse, a white man who shot two white men and appeared in a court of law in front of a white judge where all the defense attorneys were white and all the prosecution attorneys were white being acquitted is an affront to black people i don't even know how that makes any sense but black lives matter sent out the following newsletter again if you don't get it you should um heavyweight champion of the world we are beginning with image number six i believe we're up to yep there it is okay kyle i'm kyle it was a setup from the beginning the police the judge, the court, mainstream media, and every single system involved all wrapped their arms around Kyle Rittenhouse from the very beginning, from even the before the murders he committed. What this verdict reminds us of is that this, as a nation, is deeply rooted and still very committed to white supremacy, and we must fight, continue to fight against it. Next image. The system was always meant to protect and uphold white supremacy. Again, we're playing a drinking game. You should be having your Mountain Dew. You should be doing Mountain Dew shooters. The system was always meant to protect and uphold white supremacy. White supremacy. Is working exactly as it is meant to. We're not shocked by today's not guilty verdict. It is expected when white supremacy lives and breathes within our institutions. It is a reminder of how our legal systems are deeply rooted in white supremacy. White supremacy. It's almost like the writer of this thing, like they gave the writer a a challenge. Use the term (laughs) white supremacy as often as you can in this newsletter. This is the exact kind of state sanctioned violence, the protection of white supremacist vigilante violence that we've seen here and in the acquittal of George Zimmerman in the murder of Trayvon Martin that brought us into the streets more than eight years ago and birthed Black Lives Matter. Uh, we up to the next image, Heavyweight Champion. you're, You're keeping an eye on it. We have much work ahead of us. We cannot continue to accept systems that protect white supremacy. White supremacy. So tonight, rest up, fam. And remember, we keep us safe. We'll be in touch soon with ways you can help in our our fight for liberation. So here's my thoughts on this. I'm going to turn it over to you for yours, Nathan. Two things. So many of you, if not most of you, saw my school board speech that went crazy bonkers viral a couple of months ago. And in that speech, I said, if racism in America would by and large be dead today, if it were not for certain people and institutions keeping it on life support. Who's keeping it on life support? I just read you two newsletters that accused and brought up white supremacy at least a dozen and a half times. I read them in less than three minutes. And they, they, they put white supremacy into every sentence and some sentences too. Who are the ones that are keeping the hate in this country alive? It's not the conservatives. It's these people. Number two, I said I had two points. Second point is this. If we're going to talk about institutional violence against blacks, the problem in this country in terms of black lives mattering is people killing black people. It's not police killing black people. It's black people killing black people. Statistically speaking, there isn't even a point in discussing it. In 2019, the last year for which statistics are available, police in America from Bangor, Maine to San Diego, California, America killed eighteen unarmed black men, 19. That's all more brothers than that are going to get shot in Chicago this weekend. So they refuse to look at and examine the true issue and instead pursue this white supremacy is on the rise narrative. Pastor
2: Nathan O'Neill. Derek, you made two good points. And I think from my perspective, at least, it goes a little further because it creates the ideology or what it appears to be their ideology of victimhood. And in the minds of many, if I'm a victim, then I can get paid. And that's what it appears to be. Now, based solely on... What I have seen and researched and looked at, the folks who are keeping this process and the white supremacy ideology going are the very individuals who are profiting financially from the game of victimhood and white supremacy. If I can tell you that you're a victim, then I can tell you how I can help you, but you need to send me money to help you. And so we're seeing this never-ending circle and that's the problem that is going on today
1: you just brought up an incredibly good point um heavyweight champion of the world let's bring back up image number i'm gonna take it i'm just guessing here let's go with image number eight see that big black button right there everybody you see that <laughs> Okay, Uh, Apollo Creed, let's bring back image number, I'm just taking a shot at this. Let's go with image, I want to guess we're going to go with image number three. See those big, big black buttons right there? So what Nathan has said is absolutely correct. So they sell. The victimhood mentality and make the claim that in order to, to unbecome a victim, you need to pay us. Here's a question that you can't answer, Nathan, but I'll ask you anyway. When do you think is the last time Al Sharpton flew commercially? When was the last time he bought an airline ticket?
2: I don't know, probably 30, 40 years ago. George it, it, Floyd. I-
1: george floyd had two funerals you may recall one in minneapolis and the other i believe was in new orleans al sharpton the same day al sharpton said both of them Mm -hmm. he flew from washington dc to minneapolis to say a funeral to new orleans to say a funeral and back to his home in washington dc all on the same day who's paying for that
2: the victims
1: the victims the very people who are the most needy of true support they're bilking right. and telling them you can't get ahead because of the white supremacists. You go yeah, down, uh, y- your, your child cannot walk to school safely in some neighborhoods. But your real problem is white supremacists somewhere in Texas. So let's continue the white supremacist hunt with one of our federal appointees. Um, this is a fascinating uh, heavyweight champion of the world. We are. Going now go to image number nine, and then the associated webpage if you can bring that up mayor Pete this is a this is precious mayor Pete Buttigieg who is now um, transportation secretary Buttigieg responds to criticism over racist roads comment the point is not to make America feel guilty so this was taken from Fox News. I'm going to read. Uh, you can either leave that up or, or whatever you want to do, Heavyweight Champion. But I'm going to read to you people the most amazing quote. I mean, this is truly amazing. This was said by a federal cabinet-level Pete Buttigieg. Quote. I'm still surprised that some people surprised when I pointed out, when I pointed to the fact that if a highway is built for the purpose of dividing black and white neighborhood, or if an underpass was constructed such that a bus carrying mostly black and Puerto Rican kids to the beach, or that it would have been in New York, was designed too low for it to pass by, obviously reflects racism But they went into those design choices. Quote, Pete Buttigieg, November 8th. So he's claiming that overpasses and bridges were intentionally built too low. Hey, heavyweight champion, cut that loose. (laughs) Man, I don't know what you're doing to us. I know we're getting the audio from it now. Kill that. I do feel good but i don't know why i'm listening to this is it just me nathan can you hear that i can't (laughs) okay i added something playing in my in my in my headset i don't know so mayor pete is basically saying that roads and bridges are racist because of the way they were constructed they were constructed so as to prevent or a grant access to black and brown people in black and brown neighborhoods and keep them from traveling through white neighborhoods. So we even have racist white supremacist roads. I don't know if they ever put up signs saying that you white people shouldn't drive on this road. It's reserved for blacks. I don't think so. But when you spend your life, you know, in life we tend to find what we seek, right? And if you spend your life looking for racism, looking for white supremacy, you believe white supremacy is everywhere, guess what you're going to find?
2: You're absolutely right.
1: And as a minister of the word, the opposite is, you know this, the opposite is true too. If you invest your time looking for good believing that people are fundamentally good. You spend your time looking for beauty in all things. You've looked for blessings. If that's how you invest your time, that's what you tend to find. These people do nothing but look for racism and white supremacy all day, every day. And that's why they see it in you, even though you're dark as a lump of coal.
2: You're right. And yet with the racist bridges and streets, then we probably need to start getting the act secretary involved, because I'm sure some of the crops were planted in that same mindset. So we just continue to perpetuate the lie because people believe it. If people stop believing the lie, then the lie goes away. It's really that simple.
1: Yeah. If you repeat anything often enough, loud enough, long enough, people come to believe it's the truth. So, people are believing there are white supremacists everywhere. I said in that same um, uh, school board speech, I travel all around the country. I go everywhere. I check into hotels. I fly commercially. I go into restaurants. I was at the gym today here in Colorado Springs. I went to the gym and worked out full of white people. Couldn't have been nicer to me. I asked a guy to spot me because I was throwing some fat iron, okay? Plates. People smile. They talk to me, I don't experience this racism. I walk down the street in my neighborhood, my neighbors treat me like royalty. I have never once in my entire life, now granted I'm not quite as old as you because not very many people are. I've never (laughs) once had somebody tell me, you know, get out of this restaurant boy, we don't serve your kind here. That's never happened to me. They call me sir, they treat me respectfully, and they earn a tip. I don't see all this white supremacy. And here's the other thing, Nathan, you live in Aurora, Colorado, I'm in Colorado Springs. Colorado is one of the whitest states in the country. Uh, Our our percentage of black population here where I live in Colorado Springs is only about 3.6%, whereas nationally it's about 12.9%. So we're less than half. And here's, if, if racism is that bad, if the real issue is white people mistreating black people, you would think that people like you and I who live in white, predominantly white communities, we're the ones that'd be seeing it. Right. right, We're the ones who'd be worried about our kids walking to school. We're the ones who'd be seeing drive bys where white people are just often brothers left and right. But that doesn't happen here, where we it happens in Baltimore, it happens in New Orleans, it happens in New Atlanta. But that's not white people killing black people, that's black people that's killing right. black
2: people. Absolutely correct, and I agree with you, Derek all of our neighbor, and I know all of our neighbors well. I mean, we've been here for 25 years, however long, right? But the point is, and, and you made a very salient point, we don't have issues in our neighborhood either. And I've been to your neighborhood, you have great neighbors, um, and, and, and they are nice and respectful and decent people. And yet to say that in certain crowds Makes people believe that we're lying about this because it just can't be true,
1: yeah, even though they don't experience it themselves because they're white. I, I've had white people telling me here the last couple of months since that school board speech. Well, you just don't know, understand what black people in America go through, and they're white. <laughs> I, got, I, I, got a, I got an email from a guy today telling me that you're just out of touch. Wow, I'm the black nice. guy. They 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 choose to believe. They, they want, well, I can't hear something I can never understand. These people want to believe that America is a racist KKK white supremacist country. They want to believe it's true. Why anybody would want to believe that? I have no idea, but they want to believe it. That's and right. when you point out to them that it's not true, they get mad at you and call you names or call me names. So, Next, we're gonna get into, uh, next image, uh, heavyweight champion, we're gonna jump to image number 10 and I've got the website pulled up as well. Um, White supremacy in the United States is so bad that liberals have to fake it. This is Representative Cori Bush. She is a sitting member of the United States House of Representatives. She represents the district that includes Ferguson, Missouri, and she tweeted in November of last month, so this isn't even a month, this is three weeks ago, we marched in Ferguson. White suprem- When we marched in Ferguson, white supremacists would hide behind a hill near where Michael Brown Jr. was murdered and shoot at us. They never faced consequences. If Kyle Rittenhouse gets acquitted, it tells them that even seven years later, they can still get away with it. This, if true, is without a shadow of a doubt, the most underreported news story in the history of Ferguson, Missouri. So a sitting U.S. Congress member was being shot at by n- nearby white supremacists hiding behind a hill. Which, by the way, if you ever see pictures of the streets where Michael Brown died, there are no hills. There's nothing around there but okay. apartment buildings. White supremacists. How she knows people shooting at her were white supremacists, we'll never know. White supremacists were shooting at a U.S. congressperson. And you never heard of it. It never made the news. This is, now, Cori Bush is a member of the squad, so she is a radical. This is what Ferguson Police Chief Frank McCall Jr., had to say. When asked about this incident, Ferguson Police Chief Frank McCall Jr. said he was not aware of any such activities occurring at the time. Quote, none that I'm aware of, close quote, McCall Jr. said. There appears to be no record of the alleged incident according to the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. A spokesperson for Congresswoman Bush, doubled down on the allegation, quote, while on the front lines of the Ferguson uprising, Congresswoman Bush and other activists were shot at by white supremacist vigilantes, Close quote. The question we need to ask is why white supremacists feel empowered to open carry rifles, incite violence and put black lives at risk across our country, the spokesperson added. White supremacists were shooting at, uh, how they know they're white supremacists, we don't know. We need to ask why white supremacists feel empowered to open carry rifles, incite violence, and put black lives at risk across our country. Who is really putting black lives at risk across our country? Black lives. They haven't got a word to say about Is in Baltimore, Chicago, Detroit, Atlanta, New Orleans, we can run, we can run the country. Have family members with toe tags tonight. They were shot, stabbed, run over or whatever tonight by the dozens in black neighborhoods around Mm -hmm. this country. Congresswoman Cori Bush doesn't have a thing to say about that yet. She makes up this story of being shot at and somehow knows that the shooters were white supremacists.
2: Well, I've always thought, Derek, that Cori Bush should be a fiction writer anyway, but that's a different story.
1: Apparently she is.
2: Um, (laughs) But you're you're absolutely right. Had that really taken place, it would have been on CNN 24 hours a day for three consecutive years. The (laughs) fact that she is bold enough to make that claim tells us that she has no disregard not only for black people but she doesn't have disregard any regard for the office that she sits in for the country that supposedly has so many racist tendencies that she was able to get elected as a u.s congressperson and yet she feels comfortable enough to just fabricate stories over and over and over it's just sad and disheartening. Actually,
1: it's very sad. It's very sad to see anybody, let alone an elected representative, have such blatant disregard for the truth. I yeah. uh, Just don't care. Just, 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 literally, just make stuff up. And It would be one thing if she said, you know, um, if she made, a, she said you know, after the after the the Michael Brown demonstrations, we tried to hail a cab, and and no cabs would start for stop for us. Because the cab drivers in this town are all white supremacists that's one thing but to accuse people of attempted murder shooting at me with a rifle uh th- th- that's that that's that's next level that's next level lying
2: well and you're right now here's the other part and you made a very good point. point first of all if they're on a hill far away or wherever this non-existent hill is how could you see who they were secondly if they were shooting how do you know they had rifles so, we how we do you know they're white supremacists because
1: they're wearing sheets?
2: Oh, yeah, but then she would have had to see them to make that determination. I, she's and, and many others are continuing to sow the discord and division because, again, she can get elected with that rhetoric.
1: Bingo, they're keeping it alive. So, we went from Black Lives Matter and the hunt for white supremacists to mayor pete and our racist roads to Corey bush loosely tying in the alleged white supremacist murder attempt on her life and tying that into the kyle rittenhouse verdict and now we're going to move on to thanksgiving thanksgiving if you did not know Pastor Nathan O'Neill, Thanksgiving is a white supremacist racist holiday. Uh, Heavyweight champion of the world. We are up to image number 11. Is that right? 12. 12, No, 11. Yeah. Liberals say America's holiday promotes genocide and white supremacy. This is taken, uh, again, uh, from Poldox News. Green bean casserole recipe on website earlier this week carried a warning for about the pilgrims. (laughs) What is thanksgiving to indigenous people? A day of mourning. The USA Today headline on Tuesday said accompanied by an article that claimed many Americans believe the holiday represents the dark shadow of genocide. Many Americans. Now, of course, that's, that's ubiquitous. How many is many? 1300, 13, 1300, 13,000, 13 million. We don't know how many many is. We have absolutely no one. But many Americans apparently believe that this is just a genocidal celebration of white supremacy. And one such individual was given a quote, an interview, some time on MSNBC. Well, let's jump to image number 12 real quick. And then I'm going to play a video for you, Pat that I bet you've never seen image 12 please heavyweight in this is a senator a state senator not a federal senator this Thanksgiving please consider some alternate options such as listening to native speakers to broaden your perspectives engaging and educating your families on this topic giving back to the community, or supporting Native businesses. Actually, I don't have a big problem with that. Um, I, at least the per, it was, was kind enough to say, please consider, which is uncharacteristic of the Black Lives Matter type. They don't tell you to please consider doing something. They tell you to do something. But this individual appeared on MSNBC. This is about a... Um, two or three minute long screed that we're going to play. Uh, Pastor Nathan, if anything that this individual says you wanna jump in on, just tell the heavyweight champion, cut the tape. He'll stop it right there. We can talk about it and, and rerun it. I would like for Apollo Creed, the heavyweight champion of the world, to cue up and run cut number one.
3: With Thanksgiving right around the corner, I wanted to turn the mic over to Cross Connection favorite and my friend, Jassy Ross, for this week's essay and his take on the real story of Thanksgiving and some history you probably never read in your school books. Okay, my name is Jassy Ross. I come from the Amskapipakani Nation. The mythology of Thanksgiving closely mirrors the mythology of America. That mythology is the image that white Americans love to see of themselves. White settlers come to a strange land in good faith, bringing something of great value that enriches the people who are already here. The natives also bring something of immense value, equal exchange. That closely mimics the mythology of white America. It is how America wants to see itself. The truth, of course, of Thanksgiving is much different. The truth is pilgrims did not bring turkey, sweet potato pie, or cranberries to Thanksgiving. They could not. They were broke. They were broken. Their hands were out. They were begging. They brought nothing of value. But they got fed. They got How does he know that? Thanksgiving. It makes sense. There is much for white Americans to be thankful for but I'm still trying to figure out what indigenous people received of value. Instead of bringing stuffing and biscuits, those settlers brought genocide and violence. That genocide and violence is still on the menu as state-sponsored violence against Native and Black Americans is commonplace. And violent private white supremacy is celebrated and subsidized. From Stonechild Chief Stick to Mike Brown to Renee Davis to Breonna Taylor to Eric Gardner, Indigenous and Black people are still being murdered by those paid to protect us. From Ahmaud Arbery to Trayvon Martin, white Americans are still killing Native and Black Americans with no fear of reprisal. They brought chattel slavery to Africans and Native people. That still happens through the prison industrial complex that imprisons the descendants of enslaved Africans and Natives at far disparate numbers. That is the reality of Thanksgiving. Many of us are still waiting for white Americans to bring some value, (laughs) still waiting for white America to match the mythology of Thanksgiving freedom, justice, equality, reparations for two and a half billion acres of stolen native land, reparations for 246 years of stolen labor, reparations for stealing native children. Stop the killing, it's still happening. Stop the theft, it's still happening. Return the land, match the mythology, then and only then we can all be equally thankful. Peace
2: well derek i have not heard such madness since well yesterday i watched a news program um you you, there's a good question and and you you did ask this question but how does he know what happened of course you know maybe he has a time machine and he was able to go back and uh see all of this and witness all of this and if in fact he was able to do that why didn't he stop it so Know, the Native Americans, this they garbage. didn't
1: bring anything to Thanksgiving. They were broke. Okay, well, how right. were they living before the pilgrims? Uh, they hunted. They brought down bison. They brought down turkeys. They were a thriving culture prior to the pilgrims. So the idea that they are broke right. and had nothing to offer. But So he says, w- many of us are still waiting for white America to bring something of value. That's what he said. How much you want to bet that man has an Apple iPhone in his pocket? he's looking into a camera that's distributed that was manufactured by logitech or whomever and distributed through best buy uh he's wearing back but he's still waiting for white america to bring anything of value uh can you imagine going through life looking at the world through that lens just living with that much anger bitterness and hatred in your heart 24 7 can you even imagine living like that
2: Absolutely not. I, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine doing that for half the date. It, it, it's ridiculous, the statements these people make. And while not surprising, I am surprised that so many others believe them. There's that word again, many. So 13, 1300, whatever that many means. But we know when they're talking about folks believing this, with the exception of truth, of course, they're talking about a large percentage of of black Americans and perhaps brown and native Americans and whomever. And they are throwing all of this out as if they're speaking for all of the people in that ethnic demographic.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And yet you and I, based on life and real life know it's not true so how do we get these folks to change the story well if we take the money away they will change but there's there's no way on god's green earth that the things these people are claiming that they say are taking place are uh, there's no way these things could be happening on a daily basis as they as they indicate
1: yeah, I mean, if if you if, to hear them tell it, you or I can't walk down the street, let alone drive down it, we can't walk into City Hall, uh, we can't walk into our state capitol building, we're, we're going to get beat, mugged, stabbed, the white supremacists are going to take us out. And, 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 and I don't know this gentleman, I'm going to do some research on him, but how much do you want to bet he teaches or has taught at an American university?
2: Oh, I wouldn't take that bet in 100 years
1: that that's that, that that's where our education system has come from and, and that's where and that's where all this is and okay, this is getting put right. into our 12 16 21 year old minds and they are that's buying at right. hook line and sinker despite the fact that they live in the most free country in the world despite the fact that they have a 600 hundred dollar iphone in their pocket as well despite the fact that we live in a nation where you can be considered impoverished and still have an apartment, a three-bedroom apartment with a refrigerator, and air conditioning. They are being told none of it's real. And this business of now, I would not argue for a minute that the Native Americans had not been done dirty in this country, uh, right. the way things went down, and the reserv- pushing people onto reservations. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack there. But to say that, that the genesis of all that was Thanksgiving, a Thanksgiving celebration, and therefore we shouldn't celebrate it is nothing more than just plain old hate mongering this man has a heart as black as coal
2: well and 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 the other part of that is i find it interesting when we go back to the early civil rights acts and things that were designed specifically to uh, allow black people the opportunity to be all they can be in this great country of ours, now we have everyone jumping on that bandwagon. And I'm not saying necessarily that we're trying to be selfish, but the point is everyone piggybacks on that to legitimize their statement, and yet they have no proof, as you said, they can't offer one piece of evidence to prove that these things have or are currently taking place.
1: Yeah, no, they, they are t- currently taking place. It's just the purveyors of it aren't the white people. So he's he puts up these five people, and white people continue to kill black people without repercussions and what have you. You know how many murders in Detroit were solved last year? I mean, the percentage is pathetic. If you want to kill somebody, Detroit's the place to go, uh, and it isn't white people going there to kill black people. But here's <laughs> and here's the other thing. So the the and the people at the top the mouthpieces, this woman at MSNBC, I didn't catch her name, I I don't know her, her, Don Lemon, LeBron James, Oprah Winfrey, these people. Here's what they do. The people like Jay-Z and Beyonce and LeBron James, they choose to live amongst white people. They choose to live in an almost exclusive white community, white neighborhood oftentimes behind gates they choose to send their children to almost exclusively white schools Barack and Michelle Obama live have a home on Martha's Vineyard which is one of the whitest zip codes in the country their other mansion is in Calamara Washington DC which is the whitest zip code in the country they send their children to Sidwell friends a school with an almost all white population and what black kids were there, they rescinded the scholarship offers and got them all kicked out. So these people choose to live amongst white people and then complain about the racism of the white people whom they choose to live around. If they think it's so bad and there's so much racism, move into a black community. LeBron James could pack up and move down to Compton because he's played for the Lakers now, he's in LA, he could move to Compton, he could move to, to Crenshaw, he could move to any one of those neighborhoods and eliminate this problem of all these racist white people who are around me, but they don't do it and we all know why.
2: You're absolutely right. And the other part of that is these very same people that you mentioned are the very people who are saying that we as a people are oppressed but they forget about the millions and in Oprah's case, the billions of dollars they have in a country that has oppressed them since before they were born. But they never talk Mm -hmm. about those kinds of issues. And so you're you're absolutely right. I think it would be fun for LeBron to move to Crenshaw somewhere. It would be quite interesting.
1: Solve your racism problems. But um, I'll tell you what'll happen to that Porsche, Ferrari and, and, and Aston Martin collection he has if he moves to Crenshaw. I'll tell you what happened to all those jewelry and everything else that he likes to, to, to wear on his wrists and fingers. I can tell you what's gonna happen to all that. Okay, we are now gonna move on to the internet sensation that is sweeping the country called Real Fake Headlines. Real fake headlines, this is how we close the show. Uh, every 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 Uncle Tom talks. Real fake headlines works like this. And Nathan, you've never done this before, so you can actually play along. I have four headlines. I'm going to read you four headlines, and the heavyweight champion of the world will put them on the screen so you can read them for yourselves. Of these four headlines, three are real. So I surfed the web, and I found these three headlines. One of them, I simply made it up. One of these four is just a product of my sick imagination. Your job, (laughs) viewers to the show. Your job is to identify the fake headline. What you want to do is once you've figured out or think you've figured out the fake headline, type into the chat. The heavyweight champion of the world will keep tabulation. He'll keep tabs because I can't see the chat from where I'm sitting. But he'll keep an eye on things. And if you correctly identify the fake headline, you are going to win a phenomenal prize. You are going to win one of LeBron James Ferraris. He's donated a Ferrari (laughs) 512 Berlinetta. He's donated one of his Ferraris. And if you guess the fake headline, you're going to win it. LeBron James will personally deliver it to your house, assuming you live in a white neighborhood. So here we go. Oh, he's, he's an incredible human being. Real fake headlines. Headline number one. Along with coins this Christmas... The Salvation Army wants white donors to offer a sincere apology for their racism. Headline number two. The Build Back Better Act will give you $12,000 to buy an electric car, but not if it's a Tesla. Headline number three. MSNBC's Joy Reid says it's traumatizing for police to give out turkeys for Thanksgiving. And headline number four, Hunter Biden's business dealings now linked to Bangladesh, Yemen, in addition to China. Okay, so there's your four headlines. I'm gonna blast through them one more time. If you think you know the fake, put it in the chat room the two-time heavyweight champion of the world will monitor who's going to win the Ferrari. Headline number one, along with coins Christmas, Salvation Army wants white donors for a quote sincere apology for their headline. Number two, build back better act will give you $12,000 to buy an electric car, but not if it's a Tesla headline. Number three, MSNBC's Joy Reid says it's quote, traumatizing for police to give out turkeys for Thanksgiving. Headline number four, Hunter Biden's business dealings now linked to Bangladesh and Yemen in addition to China. All right, Pastor Nathan O'Neill, I'm gonna give you the first shot at winning a Ferrari. Which of those four do you think is fake? One, two, three, or four?
2: Uh, absolutely,
1: number four. I think number four is fake. Why? Why? Yes. That, that doesn't seem believable to you. All right, Apollo Creed. That- do we have any takers?
0: Got two for number two. We got two
1: that believe fake headline is number two. After Bill, the Build Back Better Act will give you twelve thousand dollars to buy an electric car, but not if it's a Tesla. Okay.
0: We've got one for number four okay we've got
1: so, two for we got two for four two twos two fours keep them coming
0: we've got one for three
1: so, paulo creed why don't you put each one up on the screen one more time real fast we've got a minute we're going to wrap up at seven thirty. we got eight minutes we're good okay there's your first one read it everybody read it read it read it next one so here comes number two Next one here comes number 3. And finally your boy Hunter Biden.
0: <laughs> we got another one for number okay, 2. Okay, we've got number, get number 1. Get those votes in. Four. All
1: right, give me the running tally. So that's 3 for 4, 3 for 2,
0: 4 for 2, 2 for 3.
1: Number Number 2 was in the lead. Okay. Four for two, three for three, three for four. (laughs) Okay, get those votes in. You have another six, five, four.
0: One more for two. Another one for two. Okay.
1: All right, here we go. Apollo Creed, put up the first headline, please. And please put up image number 14. This is true. This is a real headline. Number one is not a fake. The Salvation Army, living up to the moniker of Go Woke, Go Broke, is asking not only for you to throw that nickel and dime in your pocket on your way out of the King Supers, don't just throw that in there. But get down on your hands and knees and grovel, you white people. Offer an apology for your racism. Because, again, if you're white, you're a racist. You may not necessarily know it, but you are nevertheless. The Salvation Army. Can you talk about biting the hand that feeds you? What, what kind of a fool? Who is running the Salvation Army? Uh, this is a charity trying to to tap into the goodness of people's hearts at Christmas time and gonna call those people racists
2: while asking them, them for, for money
1: Well yeah, yeah pay supremacy. me pay me to admit that you're a <laughs> white supremacist It's unbelievable uh, Let's put up headline number two. So we had several people vote for number two i think we had about four people vote for number two and i'll tell you what if you voted for number two you need to see image number 15. because that's a real realize the build back better act is loving you so long as you're not buying a tesla so the whole idea of using taxpayer money to incentivize people to purchase electric cars—I have a problem with that in the first place. Why is it my responsibility to help you buy a car? Period. Let alone an electric one. That's right. I didn't. I didn't sign up for that. It's like this. This. This uh, student loan debt relief package. Why is it my responsibility to pay for your college? But somebody in Washington D.C. really has a boner over Elon Musk and Tesla. So if you want an electric car and want to get your hands on some cash to buy one, you better buy from somebody other than Tesla. Now, here's the thing, Pastor Nathan O'Neill. Name for me uh, three other electric automobile manufacturers besides Tesla. Go ahead.
2: Great question. Uh, Chevy, Hyundai, Hyundai, and I have no Does idea.
1: Does have an electric? i think they have a hybrid i don't know they might have an electric i don't know Oh uh, yeah chevy does have an electric right. chevy has the the volt the volt is right. electric uh i know porsche makes an electric i think one of the panameras or something like that can be had as a pure electric um but other than that there's just not a lot of them out there so this is really tesla hate please put up headline number three Headline number three, did garner some votes as being a fake. MSNBC's Joy Reid says it's traumatizing for cops to be given out turkeys. Give us image number 16. This is a real headline. This really happened. So I'm going to read this to you from the Police Tribune. By the way, if you don't have the Police Tribune bookmarked uh, as one of your sources, your objective sources for news and information, you should. The Police Tribune um, Policetribune.com is, is a tremendous website. It's heartbreaking because uh, they, they put up stories about officers, uh, officers down and, and it's not all good news, but it's, it's a great source. Um, multiple law enforcement agencies across the nation have implemented turkeys not tickets programs leading up to the holiday in an effort to build positive bonds with members of the community. One such example is the Mesa Police Department, Officer Jason Flam, who was handing out turkeys instead of citations when pulling people over for minor traffic violations last week. Mm -hmm. That sounds pretty good. But Reed, who shared a link to the Fox News article highlighting the turkeys, not tickets program on Friday, had an entirely different opinion on the matter. Quote, please stop doing this officers, especially to black people. It's traumatizing given the history of what happens to us in traffic stops, close quote. Reed then declared that people who drive cars don't deserve free turkeys because Driving vehicles means that they can afford to buy their own holiday food. So apparently right. no poor people or impoverished people drive cars, especially during the Biden, you know, with his gas prices. Quote, and if someone is driving a car in one of these cases to Costco, which requires a membership fee, they can buy a turkey. End of Ted Talk. In some Ted quote. Talk. These people managed to see racism. Officer of the law is going to give you a free turkey to roast for your family on Thanksgiving. Here, you can have it for free. And these people managed to turn that charitable act into racism.
2: They absolutely did.
1: What do you do with that? Where do you go with that? This is MSNBC. And please put up headline number four Hunter Biden's business dealings now linked to Bangladesh, Yemen, in addition to China. If you selected number four, congratulations! You just won a $170,000 Ferrari 388 Berlinetta compliments on LeBron James. So when you make these fake, when I make these fake headlines, you got to make it close enough so that people might believe it's true, right? Uh, otherwise, it's it's too easy. I'm surprised so many people, that, that, that how many people didn't think that that was true. Hunter Biden, this cat, he's been buying and selling the United States and influence and access to his dad's for, for eight, 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 $800,000 positions on boards of directors. It's now been, he was recipient of a big old diamond. This guy has been selling us, using his flying around in our jet in Air Force Two all over the world. What's he doing on our plane? I have no idea. And selling Wait. everything he can get his hands on to anybody that will pay for it. And unfortunately, spending some of the proceeds on crack and hookers. And the mainstream media, MSNBC will cover racist turkeys, but will not touch this Hunter Biden debacle. It's unbelievable. But that's the fake headline. So if you correctly picked it out, as did my co-host tonight, Nathan O'Neill, congratulations. I don't want to be you when it comes time to get an oil change on that bad boy. Cause that's not going to be cheap okay when it comes to time right. to put tires on that bad boy don't call me okay don't call
2: me oh you're going to be the first call <laughs>
1: thank god for caller id it's nathan oh <laughs> i'm a little busy right now nathan this has been the thursday evening edition of uncle tom talks so we are now one week post thanksgiving now you know that thanksgiving is racist now you know that turkeys are racist Now you know that streets and roads are racist. Now that you know that when you put a couple pennies in the Salvation Army, you better get on your hands and knees and apologize for your white supremacy and for your racism. You now know the simple truth. Everything is racist. That makes it easy. It's all racist. I want to thank you for joining me a Nathan O'Neill. You are one of my favorite people on planet Earth. I've told you many times, you brighten my countenance every time I'm near you. And I hope you'll come back and do it again.
2: Well, thank you. I appreciate the invitation and the opportunity and certainly uh, would do it again, Derek. had a great time. Uh, really enjoyed it. Thank you.
1: This show can be taken out by the two-time Heavyweight champion of the world. He is is worshipped by men, adored by women. All the ladies call him treetop lover. The men just call him sir. But his name is Apollo Creed. Take us out Creed. All green and wrinkled.
0: everybody. Thank you so much once again for joining us with Derek Wilburn and our special guest, Nathan O'Neill. We will be back Tuesday with another episode of Uncle Tom Talks. Stay tuned for that. If you need a reminder, text the word freedom, F-R-E-E-D-O-M to 89517 and get our alerts so you know when Derek's going live. God bless you all and have a great evening. This has been Uncle Tom Talks.